0: You're listening to Cross the Line fifteen twenty four, the Common
1: Man's Podcast. But I came here just one drink. It's Cross the Line fifteen twenty four. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table twelve, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. Good looking lady been sitting around me all night. Now i I'm starting. All right, we're here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. A little speakeasy on the outskirts of Brookville, Indiana, in the county of Franklin, where we secretly and ceremoniously record the podcast. I'm Alan Stanger with
0: Dwayne Bischoff. And we're the good
2: side jeff montag my gardener we're the better side
1: that doesn't work anymore we
2: just let it We just <laughs> let it
1: happen we just laughing so welcome to cross the line 1524 guys it's a thursday night uh, odd night for us to record but i'm in a feeling much better than i did the last time we recorded because i didn't work all day then fry fish and so <laughs> i'm good i got some monks road here with me what you got going on over there Dwayne? i got a little 10 high going on I tapped into the Monk's Road, too. Nice. I'm a, I have a minor case. Oh, we're spreading the wealth around. A little bit. To our friends. To our friends, yep. Uh, of course, Wally Dant and the Dant family's got the uh, Monk's Road. And Stephen Bean. Right. Stephen Fonte.
0: I was waiting for the text this week for a road trip. Did you guys see the Wilderness Trail just out of the I race? did
1: see that. I'm waiting
0: for somebody to go. Are we doing a road trip. That was some good good stuff we had there. too. It was. It was
1: the bourbon. It's their eight year. Their eight year. We did yep. bourbon. Yeah. 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 I did see where that come out. Doctor Patrick Heist in the wilderness trails. So, so guys, how's your week been?
0: Been busy as could be. I'm I'm exhausted.
1: Yeah. Been a good week. Been a really good week. Well, Mikey, see, so you have a different work schedule now. I do. So you only work three days a week for somebody else. Correct. Then the rest of the four other days in the week, you work for your wife.
0: Well, I work for myself. <laughs> Not my wife, necessarily. He works with <laughs> he don't. Wife. He don't work for her. She just tells him what to do.
2: Dwayne works for his, his wife, wife too, but Mike yeah. works with his wife.
1: Woman. Woman. <laughs> oh, God dang it. Who was
0: that? Whose phone's going off? That's twenty dollars in the swear jar or something. That's
1: that was actually the producer's phone. Yeah, the pest control people said my first service is complete. I was wondering who was spraying on the secret door. Yeah, so this is funny. So it's like eight thirty or nine at night. Um, in my living room, my front living room. I'll tell you, I was in my boxers, relaxing. Just got done working my butt off, sweating wet, and uh, so I changed clothes, put my boxers on. It's going to relax, lay down. I got this infrared uh, thing I use on my feet. So I put that on and uh, lay there. All of a sudden, knock on the old door, the existing <laughs> door. I'm like, and I'm in my boxer. So I hurry up and run to put some shorts on, open it up. This is this guy from the pest control service. Uh, it's a small world because I tell Mike this story earlier, and he uses the same company. It's called Moxie. Uh, so he gives me a spiel for pest control, tells me who all around here does it, gives me a price. Quite honestly, I haven't had time to spray or do anything. His price was good enough,
2: I signed him up. So he says I'll be there tomorrow night between four and six. So he was. So I'm a little disappointed that he uh, didn't call Big Bubba because I'm sure he. <laughs> Big
1: Bubba has been busy as well.
0: He's so. slacking.
1: I'm yeah. telling you. So that was just their text saying they've done the first. You know I. Services from different places has been rough for me, you know, whether it's Spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> so i uh, let our listeners know I texted everybody yesterday, and um, Spectrum struck at work. Uh, there was a again. schedule. Again. So this was in Cincinnati. There was a scheduled outing that's supposed to happen between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. in the morning. Get to work at 7.30. Actually, as they're a little earlier, no internet. Well, our phones are voice over IP, so no phones, no phones. <laughs> so we're, we're making calls oh it might be on by 10 o'clock we ran over so think about this this is the morning you know up until 10 a.m. we have no phone service no internet a lot of our stuff nowadays is cloud-based uh, we use uh, Procore which is one of our tools that we use and even our accounting software it's all instead of having big servers now right. it's all cloud-based right. we had no access to anything um, you know that's a big deal so was
2: that just you guys or was it like the area it was a
1: big area there were they they had some existing coaxial they were doing some modifications to i guess switching to fiber or something and something happened you think they'd do that on a weekend well
0: middle of the night instead of a week you would
1: think so but i don't know but it came on about a quarter till 10 and but it's amazing when you can't get online it's Oh, you're so used. to You're it. so yeah. used to it. I mean, there were some things I could work within our server, but then I couldn't do anything accounting wise. Couldn't go out and do anything. You know, a bunch of our a bunch of our uh, project management tools are all cloud based now, so had no access to job photos or or, or or we have cameras in all our jobs. Had no access to that, which our superintendents love when we don't have that. Cause, <laughs> so. Well,
0: that's the way we are at the shop. With if the internet or something goes down, because all of our, we look up all of our own parts for the probably 99%, we look up ourselves. You can see the part, you order it. All of our repair orders are all online. And so if there's a computer down or a software or internet down, you're just like, you're lost. Yeah. I mean, it's the most, it's the best thing in the world while it's working. So right?
1: we all have, you know, through the office and then my personal cell phone's Verizon. Mm-hmm. So we all have hotspots. So we turn the hotspot on to run a computer. Well, <laughs> Must have been thirty thousand people running around. Yeah. So, so Verizon, I know Verizon. No Verizon working on yeah. hotspots either. You could get on, and that was it. Yeah, uh, we could get our uh, email because we use Outlook, which is cloud based as well. So we could finally send emails, but we couldn't do anything else. Yeah, till it came on. So, yeah, those yeah. hotspots are okay. <laughs> Yeah, it even just when depends. they're working good. In, yeah, I mean, up until we had Spectrum down at the shop, that's how I did my credit cards. Right. So it got us through. Got us through. So got a couple topics for us to talk about, Uh-oh. and this one's a good follow-up to what we've been. These here's some facts about. The name of the article was called "Electric Catastrophe." So a lot of things we've talked about during the podcast when it comes to electric cars and getting service to electric cars you know we were using our knowledge and well we know from common sense well now there's the articles out that actually substantiate how bad uh, the electric grid is versus what the Biden administration has put out as the requirements for electric cars so the policies enacted by the Biden administration in previous Democratic-controlled Congress are set to plunge the U.S. into a serious energy crisis in the coming years. It has to do with the Biden government's decision to try to force mass adoption of electric cars before either the market or the power grid can adjust to meet the whopping new demand for power generation to supply the critical minerals needed to make the batteries to power of the cars as well. So everything we've been saying, except for the mineral part, I didn't even think about so they're saying that there's not even enough minerals to make all the batteries that are needed for the cars
0: yeah I mean it well there's probably there it's just accessing it and then setting up the mines to get it
2: yeah they won't they won't they won't let them mine it right so the
1: desired result by the White House is that two-thirds of cars on the road in 2032 will be EV cars nine years nine years um so there were 290 million cars on the U.S roads in 2022 So, you're going to make two-thirds of those electric. Not happening. So, that would mean over 200 million electric vehicles on U.S. roads in nine years. That compares to roughly 3 million EVs currently. So, we're talking about a 70-fold rise in EV adoption in nine years. With no infrastructure. No. So, no problem, right? Wrong. There's plenty of problems with this concept. Very large and imposing problems start with a massive additional load of recharging and the many additional EVs were put on the national grid. Uh, Elon Musk himself said in 2021 that accommodating such a rapid adoption would require doubling of the U.S. generation of power. Think about that. Doubling in nine years.
0: Without using more coal gas nuclear. That's just
1: in nine years on a grid that has taken well over... 100 years to build yeah so there's putting some facts to what we've been saying secondly even though the Biden administration itself admitted in May such an expansion of the grid will require at least 47,000 miles put that number in your memory 47,000 miles of new high voltage transmission capacity this is a mind-boggling number for several reasons One of the most pressing of which is how long it takes to get the permits to build new transmissions in the U.S. As an example, the Biden government finally, at long last, issued the final permits for the TransWest transmission project in June. You Want to know how long that took? I was going to say, what, 10 years ago they probably started it? 18 years ago. Uh, About this is that it took 18 years for this single 732-mile high-voltage transmission project. 18 years. For 700 miles. 732 miles. Okay. Uh, and, and it was designed to carry electric generated by Wyoming wind farms to the West Coast uh, to obtain all the needed permits to finally begin construction, which itself will take several more years. So we're talking a quarter of a century when it's all said and done. Oh, yeah. So 18 years to, to permit a single 732-mile project, yet Biden's administration own numbers says it needs the equivalent of 60 more trans-west projects in just nine years
0: and they haven't started the permits yet
1: <laughs> i don't think the design's even starting <laughs>
0: well i think you got plenty of time to start the permit because you don't need the designs for at least probably eight or nine years
1: but that's not the only roadblock looming here perhaps the even more pressing and daunting permitting challenge is the fact that the u.s power sector is experiencing, and we talked about this, a severe shortage of power transformers integral to any transmission project. The shortage of high-voltage transformers is especially acute with industry reporting lead times as much as four years to acquire new ones. Few of these transformers are made domestically, with most being sourced overseas and controlled by... Anybody want to guess? China. 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 (laughs) China. This problem is... a. growing increasingly severe uh, and the Department of Energy is threatening to make matters even worse by moving to finalize even stricter efficiency standards on a category of a critical equipment that already performs 90, at 97% efficiency. Think about that. So, equipment that makes transformers, it's 97% efficient now, but it's not good enough. Right. So, we're going to have to upgrade that. Yeah. Uh, Supply shortages of the critical energy minerals integral to the manufacturing of the batteries that power EVs also threatens to become a roadblock. A new report finds that IRA subsidies for EVs are likely to make an already existing problem even worse in the coming years by causing EV adoption to expand more rapidly than the mining industry can ramp up uh, for the minerals like lithium, nickel, copper, and cobalt. Spurred by the IRA energy transition-related U.S. demands for critical minerals, uh, it will be 23 times higher than it is now in 2035. So, for copper, it'll be twice as high. The report says. It, it's just there's no way
0: it's gonna work. It, it, it's gonna. I mean, the 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 climate crisis is going to hurt and kill more people not because of the climate changing but because of the politics involved in it
1: so what what country you think this article came from
0: oh it's probably europe
1: somewhere Britain. probably Britain. Yep. yeah yep. Yep. came from the british telegraph so people outside that's, the country can even see that news oh yeah
2: hey so put all these transmission lines up let's say it's possible which it isn't but Where's that, where's that energy come from? Where's it come from? We're, right. we're closing How? power plants left and right. right in this country, closing them, and we're not opening But well, we're putting a windmill up. We put a windmill up. <laughs> <laughs> and we got,
1: solar, we got solar someplace. Solar panels somewhere. Uh, they just don't get it. <coughs> nope. you know, it
2: so it, it's, a, it's a sales pitch. It doesn't matter.
1: It's a sales pitch for boats, quite honestly. It's, and it's money. And it's money. Money in control. Yeah. Um, and the problem is, we are, the country is working um, on, you know, hydrogen's one of them. We didn't hear anything, but a couple of weeks ago, I brought an article, and we are working on hydrogen. Um, I personally think that the stopgap is hybrids. I mean, we've got great that's hybrids the hybrid. out there now. So work just work on the hybrids. And, there's, you know, not, there's no, I mean, there's no political money in that.
0: I, I know. That's the problem. Everybody's... Just follow the money. Yeah. I mean, you can go through past administrations, whatever. Whenever there's a new technology is going to save the world, there's always government grants going to help it out. New companies start up. The money somehow gets charitable donations to certain parties or politicians, and that that company goes bankrupt, and here we are.
1: So even right now, I have projects. I have a car wash that just started in northern Kentucky. I had a six-month schedule start to finish. Sounded great except the power company can't get my transformer there for nine months right that's a little transformer right i mean this is the power companies that can't get the transformers i mean it's just
0: yes yeah, and so you're telling me in eight years we're going to change 200 million cars right when well, the other thing i mean i'm a mechanic so there's not enough i mean we're struggle we struggle now to find employees to work on stuff so let's say you're gonna, you have existing mechanics. There's a big majority of them. A lot of the older ones are gonna say, "I'm done. I'm out of here. Right. We're not working on this." So they're gonna go away. Now you've just changed your whole transportation means of getting places from combustion engine to electric. Who's gonna fix these? Right. Who's
1: gonna work on? them? So what was amazing? We talked about during the Super Bowl. Every automotive commercial was for an yeah. EV car. I it was a Jeep, a truck. Uh, yep. A high-class vehicle. I have noticed now. I don't watch much TV, but when I do, I'm paying attention to these commercials. They're not advertising EVs no. now. Uh, I think personally, I think there was. A, I think the government gave them grants for all those commercials during the Super oh, Bowl. I, I don't think the car companies paid no, for any of those. I bet it, it. it was a way to brainwash people. Oh yeah, that looks great. Is, look at this. Well, look at I can this. take my Jeep up in the mountain. Don't know where the hell we're going to charge it, but we can take it there. Well, I think you're
0: getting some real-world. I mean. The blessings of TikTok and uh, Facebook and some of the Twitters where information is getting out. You're getting real live, real life uh, scenarios of people that have bought trucks and tried to tow their boat or towed their trailer and go on trips. The pissed off videos of I've made it, you know, sixty miles and here I have to sit here for hours to recharge before I can go again. You know, it just it
2: doesn't work. It's yeah, there a story a couple weeks ago about a guy who bought a. EV one fifty, I think it was a yeah. Uh, I actually printed that. And, was... and he traveled someplace and got out there and he sold it and bought a freaking freaking gas yeah. library truck because it was it was like he was hey right he, he's trying to have vacation right and he ended up having to buy a truck to, in order to enjoy his vacation and get home.
0: And I didn't look my the tech that works for me come in the other day and, and I, I meant to look it up, but he said there's a there's a new truck coming out that the batteries are so heavy it's not allowed to cross certain bridges, because it's too much weight for the bridges. So, and, and that's another thing people aren't thinking about. You know what,
1: Swift will buy those up for training for their drivers. Yeah, that yeah, could be.
0: But here's, I mean, here's another thought is, okay, so in nine years, you're gonna have, the majority of the cars are supposed to be electric. So in nine years, you're gonna have to revolutionize fuel tax systems also, which they right. already are. I just, there was, a couple of days ago I saw where there's a couple of states that are putting GPS trackers on all electric cars and they're going to start sending you a bill for yeah. your usage like tax road, which like a road tax right a road tax cuz if you're plugging it in you're right. not helping you're not helping, you're not helping right. maintain the road so the benefit they tell you is you don't have to buy fuel but we're still going to tax you you know we're going to get it somewhere
1: right. yeah but it's,
0: but you're going to have to do that around the whole country has to do that in order to keep maintaining the income to maintain the roads you know because you're going to lose that fuel sure.
2: tax
1: yeah look when you got elon musk saying this doesn't work the guy who invented electric car pretty yeah, much actually. i mean
2: i mean he's uh he's or revolutionized the yeah. it you yeah. know
1: the whole yeah. hybrid thing toyota figured that out years a, a, a decade ago toyota oh. figured out the hybrid and still have one of the best hybrids out there why you know, set back. build on that yes you know until the next technology is here get 50 and 60 miles a gallon out of your vehicle uh, that way and, it, and w- when you run out of the electric and it charges itself i mean the whole thing well, is right
2: and so again as you as you push that into other vehicles um, there, being the hybrid it's going to push the market for the charging uh, systems and the <laughs> well, and even the the infrastructure and stuff like that over a period of time, while you can still go enjoy your vacation. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> so the hybrid, the Toyota hybrid, it didn't char- You didn't plug it in. It charged as you drove. Right. Yeah, the engine would start when it needed it. Yeah, that yeah. that's what was great about it. It was it was Self-care. self self right. yeah. You had, you had everything to put, right there. You, you put fuel in it as you drove. You charged the battery. When the battery was charged, it would. You couldn't even feel. Uh, I had one when I worked for Wallach. like uh, drove it from site to site. You couldn't even tell. Besides, on your dashboard, it would change over. Well, when it, and when it comes on, it doesn't. It
0: doesn't necessarily have to come on at at a high RPM. It's just coming on to maintain. Right. So it's it's running as efficient as you can get. And yeah, that that was. I mean, I don't know why the instead of pushing to switch from A to B or A to C, why we didn't go A to B, but which it's is not, hybrid. To me it's not A to C, it's A
1: to about J. Well, yeah, because there's other options out there. But they should have pushed for,
0: okay, we need 50% of the market needs to be hybrid by Yeah, exactly. 2028 or 2030. And then and then by 2035 it needs to be this.
1: See, but, I don't even think I don't even think 2035. So if you look how long when you buy a vehicle now, Back in, uh, growing up, if you had a vehicle that lasted 10 years, that was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, vehicles last, you know, it's nothing to see a vehicle on the road with 200,000, 300,000 miles on it. Oh, my
0: truck getting here tonight's 228,000 miles right. Right. on it. So
1: you have vehicles that we're buying now that last over a decade. Yeah. And, and so you're saying, well, it may be good, but you've got to take it off the road because you're not going to meet our requirements. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's the other, the other, you know. Question Nobody's thought about. What are they going to do with all the existing cars? What are you going to do with my car? My car is still, it's 228,000 miles. It, it's still, I'll drive to California tomorrow on it. Who's going to pay that back? You're going to, you know, you, you can't just tell people that you're going to take their car or they got to just sit. You know, it's it's
2: your second, probably your second most major investment you have. Sure. I got my 2009 with three hundred ninety. Yeah. turned 390,000 miles last week. Yep. Well, I had my, my,
1: Rested its white soul my <laughs> o2 o- uh, diesel i mean i had almost four hundred thousand on it i'd had a brand new transmission i was that thing that was going to be my truck till yeah, your forever truck. forever truck i yeah. mean they make vehicles now you take care of them and
0: you keep driving them yeah yeah it's a it's a different world now as far as what the how the, long the cars will last and they're really used to be there was like you could pick three brands now there's a lot of brands that you get 200,000 i mean right. 100,000 is nothing anymore right. that's exactly
1: that's just broke in so you know what i just realized there there's markers around this table when it's time for commercial break <laughs> one of them is when the word's holding up an empty glass and he's, and he's rolling <laughs> it he's around. rolling around holding it upside down <laughs> <laughs> nothing's coming out so we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with cross the line 1524 <laughs> Batesville Liquor Co., located at 315 Shopping Village in downtown Batesville, Indiana, your place for all your cocktail needs, whether it's beer, wine, spirits, they've got it. They've got your tequilas, they've got your vodkas, they've got your gins, and of course, your bourbons. In fact, they do barrel picks. These are single barrels that have been hand-selected by folks at Batesville Liquor Co. just for you. Not sure which spirits you want to try? Maybe you want to go to one of their tastings. That's right. They have a tasting area right there in Batesville Liquor Co. Where you can try some of the new and upcoming uh, spirits, uh, new and upcoming bourbons, tequilas. They do it right there in the store. You want to find out when those are? Very simple. Go to their Facebook page, Batesville Liquor Co. They list any tastings they're doing. Uh, Normally, there's a couple a week. Stop in, say hi, do a tasting. Maybe you'll find a new cocktail that you're interested in. You know, they've got it all there. You've got RTDs. Do you know what RTDs are? That's the newest fad in cocktails. It's ready to drink cocktails already pre-mixed in a can. Pretty simple. It's getting ready to be boat season. You buy an RTD, you put it in a cooler on ice, you've got it right there on the water with you. That's right. Go check them out, Batesville Liquor Co., located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or Tebby Liquors, located on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. As always, tell them to cross the cross-the-line 1524 crew sent you. Gilman Home Centers with 15 locations and growing, and it's the fall of the year. That's right, you may need some leaf rakes, or maybe leaf bags, or maybe it's time to split that pile of wood and you need to rent a log splitter, because... You know what? The winners are coming. Are you a hunter? Gilman Home Centers also offers hunting licenses, along with fishing licenses. That's right, Gilman's Home Centers. Your one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. You know what? It's time for a day trip. That's right, a day trip to historic Metamora, Indiana, where you can visit The Sap bucket, a general store gift shop and snack bar located on main street in beautiful historic metamora indiana check out the only operational wooden aqueduct in the united states a water-powered grist mill and many antique shops craft vendors food shops it's a great place to visit hop in your car take a day trip that's right you can check out more information about the sap bucket at The sapbucket.com or Metamore, Indiana at metamoreindiana.com. Hope to see you soon. All right, we're back here with Cross of the Line 1524. We all have glasses. I have something in them now.
0: I've stepped up too. I went up to Minor Case now too. You have
1: stepped up. Nice, nice. So, Jeff, Dwayne, and I, the last couple months, we've been. we've been on a mission we haven't this is just between the three of us you're going to get to hear a little bit of it now mike so no nothing uh we've been on a mission uh we decided we want a tour bus for the podcast we need a road bus, road bus. so we've been shopping well wait, wait a minute. Wait. this
0: started as a, a rose short bus
1: uh, yeah it started as a short yeah. bus yeah. we're we're way beyond short bus now so we first it was based on price and knowing that we had a mechanic in our family here we yeah. got Dwayne we exactly. got
2: Dwayne exactly
1: so first of all it all started we have a consignment auction every year farm consignment auction twice a year and so uh, yeah. this might have been two years ago <laughs> two actually yeah two or three so there was a short bus on there that had been partially converted and they're like hey because I live right close go down and look at it and I said Dwayne do you have time to look at it? well I don't have time to look at it yeah. So I go down and look at it, and it was pretty bad it shape. Was pretty rough. I, I took a bunch of pictures. The damn thing sold for like three grand, which was crazy. Yeah. So, but that got us thinking. You know, we're thinking, ah. Oh. Right. And especially, we we've, know we some have some of the trips we've taken yeah. since. It's like, damn. And since I'm we missing. have a driver now that drives us places, we're like, we not going
0: be the driver. Uh. Uh-uh.
1: Well, we see. We also realize we have Nick now, who's got a chauffeur's license, That's true. who could drive us so nick if you hear this or your wife hears this uh you may be our driver uh anyway so we've been looking so every week (laughs) it's usually jeff or me Uh, dwayne i don't think dwayne have you ever sent us a bus to look at? yeah i did i sent that aluminum one remember yeah i regret not buying that The double decker. the double decker yeah yeah. so every week we're sending pictures because we'll find them like the one for three thousand needs a new transmission or one for four thousand. Might need a fuel pump.
2: You know, there. It just goes on and on. So we right. know we know, we get something. That, that We're going to have to put some more money to sure. that in there. So. Yeah. So I think probably if we
1: found something for five grand that we all thought was a good deal and didn't have a bunch of things, well, you know, would hit you up for sure. four grand, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsorship. Best, I need right? a bigger response. <laughs> we'll put Baseball Liquor Co. and Small Printer underneath Cross the Line. <laughs> So this week it got stepped up, or last I guess it started. Two weeks ago, two weeks it ago. so it started. Um, I We're don't know. in thirty-six foot buses now. Well, the one. Hey, I st- we've
2: seen some pretty good ones with reasonable price. So yeah.
1: So I think Jeff sent the one that had uh, like black light mood lighting in it, yeah. and there was Asteri- a stripper pole Asteri- in the <laughs> of it. it. said it had great
2: great sound, great and all sound this stuff. It, it was. was it wasn't. That it went,
1: was like six or seven. Yeah, minutes, it had something wasn't? going on. It wouldn't. There was. It dropped in price. It went from sixty-five to five. Yeah. Said it wouldn't stay running or something. Yeah. But Dwayne's comment was, I don't want to take a blacklight in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was some limousine it service was freaking selling it. Slicked out, man.
1: So this week I found one. It's like a thirty-six foot bus, maybe longer. I don't know.
0: It's a monster.
1: It uh, and it's cool looking. Got a nice paint scheme on outside and has a stage on top of it. With yeah, rails. With rails, rails,
2: rails pop up around the. <laughs> yeah, stage so I'm top. like,
1: man, we could do concerts up there. We could do podcasts up there. We could do the podcast from the roof because one of the one of the short buses we saw, and, and probably if we all had time and had to look at it more. It had a fold-out section that folded down, uh, okay. that was originally for handicap fold down. But it was probably eight foot wide to fold down. I'm like, man, we could have mount a bar and stuff on there and do a podcast. Just have it fold down and do a podcast from there. So I see this big one. It's got this big. It's only like it was like twelve thousand five hundred. So if we can get ten out of you, Mike,
2: is that all? Yeah, we, we might be, be good. We'll together. swing the twenty-five.
1: But that's usually about once or twice a week uh that it's
2: usually in the mornings comes <laughs> well, yeah. so, so now they just pop up yeah because we've been, been looking at like it. the marketplace so they're popping up all the time now. <laughs> so, but, but so the
0: last one was missing the stripper pole so i said i'm yeah. out but oh, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah but i'm like what well,
2: we can i got that. that covered
1: though i got a two-inch <laughs> copper pole in the barn we we'll make this happen Taken care of yeah Copper kills all bacteria. That's what it yeah, so. like that. is.
2: Copper is that Cop- antibacterial.
1: So, actually, the bar that's in the barn, oh. the foot rail, was two inch copper. Oh, and really? I got that two inch copper in the barn. <laughs> so, there we go. Kills any bacteria.
0: Oh, boy.
1: What do you think? Mike, can we get 10 out of H. Co?
0: So, Nick's
2: going to be the driver.
1: Well, he doesn't know it. He doesn't know it. You're leading
2: yet. me down another path here. So, who's going to be the stripper? I don't know. Like, <laughs> our buddy tony would maybe. Tony, tony.
1: so tony who's been in vegas been sending us all kind of pictures he's back now yeah i think yeah, he's yeah. picked one he can pick one out he could pick one out
0: tony's on the lake now so man. if we
1: have any listeners out there that have customized bus you know a party bus they want to sponsor us? want to sponsor us want to drive us around or ride around with us be part of the podcast yeah let us know drop us a line Absolutely. drop us a line we have plenty of bourbon to pass around, just not while you're driving. That's Right. right. Yeah. Yep.
0: So. No, I do regret there was not the double decker one. There was an aluminum, an all aluminum, something that I sent to you guys. The guy wanted like three grand for it. Didn't run. Needed. I mean, it needed total everything. But I, I went back looking for it and couldn't find it. So somebody snatched somebody it up. Somebody
1: snatched it up. That would be a. That would have been a neat. The problem with the double decker is it wouldn't have went everywhere we no, wanted right. it to go. Yeah. It's a little tall. Actually, yeah. I saw another double decker this week they wanted like 15 grand for it and it was not running. Man. It was set in somebody's right. yard and it was cool. It was one of the old, it was from overseas where the steering wheel was on the wrong side and the engine came out there then on the passenger side, which you normally driver side, it was concave back then had a flat window. It's pretty cool looking.
2: Huh. But, uh, all right. So. We'll figure something out. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know, we have a conspiracy guide that's not Dwayne that, in the barrel that doesn't think we ever landed on the moon but guess what that happened this week oh india landed landed on the moon Moon. so india made history this week after landing a spacecraft near the moon's south pole shortly after the transformers took control of it and destroyed it just kidding (laughs) (laughs) guys obviously didn't see dark transformers dark side of the moon no 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 So the, the whole thing is there's a dark side of the moon that never right. sees sunlight, and so that's where all the aliens are. That's where the aliens are. That's where they're actually. actually that's where they construct the Sasquatches. How do you like my shirt, by the way? See that? Oh shit! I didn't even see the Sasquatch. You see that? <laughs> didn't Pink Floyd? <laughs> didn't they make
2: it to the dark side of the moon? They did. Yeah.
1: They did. So India on this past Wednesday, and today is what the twenty fourth um, of August uh, on Wednesday the. Uh, <laughs> Yes, That's how it, this week's go, man. I he knew it was the 24th. Together. He just didn't know what, what month it, it was anymore. Uh, made history as it became the first country in the world to land its spacecraft near the moon's south pole, uh, an uncharted territory that scientists believe could hold vital reserves of frozen water. And it, they are the fourth country, Ruben, if you're listening, they are the fourth country that, to achieve the moon landing. Uh, a lander with a rover inside touchdown. On the surface at 6:04 local time, sparking cheers and applause among the space scientists watching in the southern Indian city of Bengaluru. After a failed attempt in 2019, and I remember this, uh, 2019 one crashed into the moon. Uh, now joins the United States, the Soviet Union, and China uh, in reaching
2: the moon. Um, well, Russia crashed one just last week trying to do the same thing. Yeah, so yeah that's what I was yeah. just.
1: That's what I was just looking for because I couldn't remember who it was. It was Russia. It, it was, was Russian last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it just goes on to say uh, it was a 140 million dollar project. Blah blah blah. But it's pretty cool.
2: So Russia crashed an airplane this this the other day. They're investigating. No, actually, they're yeah, they're investigating. Yeah. No,
1: no, they it came out about an hour before you guys got here. It was definitely a projectile took down the airplane. So this morning they said there was nothing wrong with it. Until it started until its downward just dis- yeah <laughs> it started its downward <laughs> yeah. percent descent, and people the eyewitnesses, saw black smoke and stuff coming mm. out, and now they're saying it was a projectile, so hmm. huh. Huh. imagine it's, that, imagine, imagine try, that imagine you
0: tried. try to overthrow the government and then get shot down,
1: huh did, I think didn't we all say that he wouldn't live a month or so
0: oh I yeah, I yeah, think he made we, it
1: almost two, um, yeah, I think yeah, he did pretty good I mean, I just don't I don't
2: get what how. What would you expect? I mean, right. yeah, so I mean once he started that trip early, you know, when he was going to overthrow I mean, you're past the point of no return, aren't you? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, or, once you step or in or you that never hole.
0: or never come back to that country. I mean, he was flying in Russia. I, I know. So don't think it's it like matters
2: I don't think that would matter, but Oh, he had a lot think,
0: better shot staying alive well, anywhere other than Russia.
2: True, but, but you know, you know the, the fact of the matter is they said he's he was a freaking animal too. He was oh, yeah. an absolute oh, freak out. I
1: probably were. So do you know yeah. some of his prior, prior jobs? He was a hot dog vendor. He was a chef. Hot chef making hot dogs. Right, he was but a hot he, dog vendor. I was like, what the
0: hell? But then he became Putin's chef, and then all of a sudden, and somewhere he became his warlord, and he turned into a military guy. It's like, I guess hot dogs, bullets.
1: Hey, you good on YouTube. You can learn everything you need. Yeah. YouTube, YouTube certified. Yep. Yeah. So of course you know, Ch- China and Japan they get along, don't they? Uh, yeah, sure.
2: Really. Have you know for you know, Dec- couple, decades, a so. couple centuries.
1: Godzilla consequences loom from Fukushima wastewater release, <laughs> warns the Chinese media.
2: <laughs>
1: Did you like that? <laughs> Oh I love
2: Godzilla growing up. I did too. So. That was the best movie. You're trying to make him
1: burn. a Chinese Staten. A Chinese Staten <laughs> That was good. That was good. <laughs> that was pretty good, wasn't it? That was good. I thought I was gonna have to put sound effects in, but I don't <laughs> need to. <laughs> he's been sitting here the whole time. He saw waiting. that and he's I'm gonna wait for this. <laughs> A Chinese state newspaper has warned of real-life Godzilla consequences after the release, or before the release, of 1.3 million metric tons of treated wastewater from the Fukushima nuclear power plant. plant, The discharge which begins on Thursday, which was today, will open Pandora's box and has triggered fears of real-life Godzilla. The Global Times said, referring to the dinosaur-like creature powered by radiation, which first appeared in Japanese cinemas in the 1950s. The move to start discharging the treated wastewater uh, has been sanctioned by the International Atomic Energy Agency, the U.S. <laughs> nuclear watchdog, but Beijing's response with fury denouncing Japan as, an, as being as extremely selfish and irresponsible. Tokyo has insisted that the water enough to fill about 500 Olympic-sized swimming pools is safe. That will be closely monitored for decades to come. Uh, The plans were consistent with the international standards that would have negligible impact on people and the environment. How are you going to monitor it once you Just dump it? hold on, <laughs> hold on. Let me dump this in the ocean. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Those, is, here, here's where it goes. Those assurances have been endorsed by the United States of America, but wow. rebuffed by the Chinese government, which this week summoned the Japanese ambassador to Beijing to Beijing to a protest against their decision. The discharge, in quotes, the discharge will spread the risk of nuclear contamination to the rest of the world. By doing so, Japan is putting its selfish interest above the long-term well-being of the entire humanity. says the most polluting country in the freaking world.
2: Maybe
0: top two, at least,
1: there. No, they're number one. Uh, Are they number one? China's number one. The the Chinese government says this without mentioning any scientific evidence for its claim. Um, Hasn't Fukushima been... Dumping since the reactor It melted. has not. So the so. discharge uh, from the plants, 12 years after the water was contaminated, when a powerful earthquake and tsunami destroyed destroyed the station's electric and cooling systems. <clears throat> uh, on Tuesday, uh, South Korea said it saw no scientific, scientific or technical problems with the plan, uh, but that the government did not necessarily agree or support it. Uh, Hong Kong said it would ban import of aquatic products from the 10 prefectures in Japan. So, first of all, uh, guys, no seafood from Japan, Yeah. okay? Uh, Japan says the release is urgent because the plant is rapidly running out of space. Uh, It has used a filtration method known as the Advanced Liquid Processing System to remove most of the radioactive, let me say that again, most of the radioactive elements (laughs) from the water, and says it will dilute and slowly release the liquid in it and it's aligned to, to, with international safety guidelines uh they said they will proceed with a high level of transparency and has pledged 434 million to tackle th- 434 pounds million pounds i don't know how that translates to tackle potential reputational damage to support local fishermen it's because we're not going to buy fish from there yeah um, so that's what that does so there you go so, they got to do something with it. They've been filtrating it. Right. Uh, you know. It, but see, I swear when that first melted down, they said it
0: was so hot they were never going to be able to cool it I and did. that it had been leaking into the ocean. I mean, that was right after it happened. They said it was going to leak forever, pretty much.
1: Apparently not. They were able to. So they must it. have
0: got something. Yeah.
1: Once, once again, you don't know what to believe sometimes, what not right. to believe. Exactly. Um, but. So, did you hear about this on any news channel around here?
0: That, no. Never heard a thing about it.
2: What's that about that? Yeah. That was probably out of uh, Australia. I, or I, I, heard I heard it. I British.
0: Yeah, I, British.
2: Uh, I read it probably, probably on, read it 1440, to, I think. Um, uh, that online news that I... Yeah, I so it came from
1: eight. the British Telegraph again. Uh, it's amazing, all these good stories. Well, know. just real news and not... Uh,
0: well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can
1: join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Hey, friends, it's your old buddy Rick Garrett. Each week I have the pleasure of hosting the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast, where we look at the people, places, and events that make Franklin County such an amazing place to work, visit, or live. Join us each week on the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast, available on your favorite podcast provider. Do pay attention. I <laughs> yeah, that. so I accidentally hit the mouse and I caught it right away. I didn't touch it and it shut off.
0: I got witnesses. Jeff was
1: sitting beside you know what? me. I've yeah. done
0: uh, like oh, 180
1: some podcasts and never once had it just shut off on me.
0: Well, you
1: were You were.
0: You're here, so there's no spirits attacking it.
1: Did you hear the podcast I put out with that on there? Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Dwayne hasn't heard it yet, obviously. Yeah, yeah I did. Uh, it's the one that came out this week. Yeah. With well, the second. Yeah, well, I was listening to a lot of his
0: work, so I might I might have to go back and U.S. read it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I did the smart yeah I heard the smart ass remarks. Yeah,
2: well, just they're just so common that you just it's just part of the deal. Yeah, I just didn't house. even notice it. Right. Yeah. No, no biggie.
1: It's it's all good. Yeah, it's, it's all good. good. So we talked a little bit. Tony had 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 been in uh, <laughs> Vegas along with uh, Nick. Nick's right. daughter got married, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we got some questionable pictures from Tony <laughs> I'm not sure that his Kim his wife has seen all those so Tony if you want to keep it that way there's four of us here and a sponsorship on a bus 20 bucks piece. we'll make mean? that happen I mean bribed
2: by bourbon <laughs> or breakfast, <laughs> or breakfast. <laughs> Tony
1: yeah. drinks Bush Light so uh, you know, we're out of luck there he probably likes that Bush Light apple peach. stuff or peach stuff <laughs> good <laughs> god what's wrong with people alright you guys got anything else you want to talk about this podcast I can talk about my vacation a little bit. Yeah, yeah we yeah. missed that.
2: Yeah, so um, yeah, we went out to uh, Glacier National Park here a couple weeks ago. Robin and I, uh, and uh, our daughter Melody and her husband Brandon, and uh, and then my son Mark and his fiance Sierra drove up from Salt Lake City up to Glacier. So, uh, just amazing trip. It was just um, you know as far as trips go. The only thing that wasn't perfect about it is it wasn't long enough. Well, it wasn't longer, I should say. It wasn't longer. Yeah. So that was our first time any of us went to Glacier. We've been to several national parks in the past, Yellowstone and um, Grand Tetons, Grand Canyon. Uh, and prior to this trip to Tetons was probably my top spot. But um, I got to say, Glacier, you know... Um, little different you can't you can't drive around the park quite as well as you can yellowstone and and tetons so you got to get out of your car a little bit more i think to to enjoy really everything what it has to offer right. And right not that and not that we did a lot of course mark and sierra certainly did they and melody and brandon they hiked around a little bit more than robin and i but but we did some hiking and uh, but our trip out there i was i think i've told couple of you guys, this is uh, flying out. I was going to say you were leaving out the
0: highlight of the trip. Yeah, it started out.
2: <laughs> I don't want to say the highlight, but it sure, sure got us started off okay. It made a good start for a trip. So we're flying Delta out of Cincinnati through Salt Lake City to uh, Kalispell, Montana which is a half hour from Glacier Park. So we, um, we were flying about five or six hours ahead of Melody and Brandon, and they were, t- they were on the same route. So we, Robin and I got to um, Salt Lake City with about an hour and a half layover there. And as we're sitting at the gate, waiting for them to s- let us start boarding the plane between Salt Lake City and Kalispell, the young ladies came to the desk and start you know, organizing their stuff and start calling people to check in, you know certain, certain people that haven't checked in or whatever. And then they announced that they had they had need for six volunteers to take a different flight to Kalispell because they were overbooked on this flight by six. And they said we were offering $1200 a seat. So my head jerked around and I looked at Robin and I said, "Did she say $1200?" And I think my hand would have jerked up probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'd have had to. I'd have been running to yeah. the counter. <laughs>
2: and Robin well, said, "Yeah." I said, "That's twenty four hundred dollars." So we're not in any hurry. So we got up and headed up to the desk. And um, while we're standing there, we're talking with one girl about sure. what the alternative right well, uh, how can I get are. there one was to fly in an hour back to Denver and then to Kalispell and get us about the, in there about two hours later than we would have which would have been about six that would have got us there about six thirty. Mm-hmm. and then the other was well or you can wait here until nine o'clock this evening and fly direct to Kalispell from here which Melody and Brandon weren't going to get to Kalispell till midnight that's where our car rental was I was like Well, we can just do that because then we'll just hang out at the Kalispell Airport and wait for them to come in rather than go to the house and come back. So while we're talking to this young lady, the other one announces they're now $1,500 a piece. So I said, sign us up. So they have us go sit down. She said, once we get everything finalized, we'll let you know. So as we're sitting there, they still have two more that they need to get rid of. Goes up to seventeen hundred dollars a ticket. So Delta paid us thirty-four hundred dollars to wait a few hours. To wait a few hours. Well, and so have a nice dinner. The kind of the cool thing. And they also gave us a a sixty-dollar food voucher that we could use in the airport.
1: Is that good for alcohol too? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, in the airport, that's one drink. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. As a French fries
2: and a drink. <laughs> so for us, it just so happens that my nephew and his wife and two-year-old little boy live in Salt Lake City also. So now we've got like six or so hours before we're flying now. So I called him and said, hey, what are you guys doing for dinner? This is a Saturday. So uh, unfortunately, his wife was working. She's a pharmacist. She was working and was working till later than we were going to be able to have dinner with him. But he came and broke us out of the airport for... Long enough to have a late lunch with him and his son, so that all nice. worked out yeah. really good. So then we came back and you know hung around the airport, and then we used our dinner voucher later there at the airport and used that up, and then we flew on to Kalispell and waited for Melody. So in actuality, as good as that got started, the trip just got better from there on out. Oh, yeah. We had a great time. You guys saw a lot of the pictures right. I posted. Right. And uh, yeah, I would certainly recommend Glacier National Park. The one thing about all these national parks now that um, I didn't realize until this trip, and I guess most of the national parks are doing this, is you have to get online months in advance to get like reservations yeah. to take the roads, to take the drives in the park. So Glacier has one main road that runs um, east and west through, through, completely through the park called the Road to the Sun and we had gotten reservations like back in march it's like they it's like three months before it's like you know they come out for the, these months so it's like getting concert tickets We we were all like online separately right so mark had or i had gotten i had gotten a three-day it's only like two bucks but you still gotta right. you still, still gotta, still gotta get, have them them. get them right so i had uh the road to the sun trip for sunday monday and tuesday and then mark got them for wednesday thursday and friday so we had we had a covered something. we had it covered all week for the road to the sun which there's a lot to see there's a lot of breakoffs on that and trails and things to see on the road to the sun and then they had some other roads too one of which we got like a one day pass back in march and then there was one other one that we were able to get like 24 hours in advance when we got there they tell you, you you get on if there's any available for tomorrow you know you can get them so there was one other one that we did but but yeah it was a great trip um you know we're there all week the vrbo the house that we had was just perfect i mean it was perfect for three adult couples you know for the all the ones we've done we've right. done together right. this one for three adult couples and even afford there it had a fourth bedroom but it had three full baths. So for three adult couples, it was oh, just perfect. perfect. Yeah. The view was perfect. Oh,
0: goddamn pictures you were sending. Yeah. Oh, I, I would, I'd have had a hard time leaving the house. I'd been, yeah, I'd was, been on that there yeah. with a
1: cigar and my bourbon, and that's, yeah. that would have been it for me. Go to the grocery yep. store, fill the fridge, yep. and
2: I'd have been good. <laughs> yeah. And that was in uh, a, a little town called Big Fork, which, again, that's about a half hour from Calvisville Airport and about a half hour from the park, too. And, uh, big fork is a nice little eclectic town a lot of art gallery kind of shops right, and right. stuff like that higher end which mike would know about from Yeah, you know, he, he, he and terry could have, could have <laughs> had a good time in, in, in big fork. but uh
0: you sent terry all them cards right the, the businesses thanks. there yeah
2: yeah thanks and then uh yeah, so I mean, the, the sunrise every morning over the mountains was just amazing for us, and uh, couldn't have been any bird. And then the la- the last evening, two miles up the road, they had a rodeo, you know, and it was just, you know, out west, the West rodeo, right? You know, it, they uh, they do a little different out there. They're they're uh, pretty interesting. So, then it was just bull bull riding and bronc riding, and that was it. I think they had. They might have had a barrel race uh with maybe three participants but it was most and on they had some serious bull bull riders there and some serious bulls because uh it's amazing those animals are just amazing to see something that weighs 1500 pounds get all four feet four feet off the ground at the same time so but it was cool we just had a great week and uh yeah our flight back was pretty uneventful and uh all good i would recommend it to anybody cool to cool. go out the glacier
0: yeah that's one of those on my bucket list to go to yet i wanted to ride my motorcycle but now i'm thinking a little bit different after talking to jeff
2: yeah the roads in glacier unlike most national parks i've been in like yellowstone they're a little rougher i mean they're they're wide but they're some of them are just gravel from one end to the other and it's like Uh, washboard washboard. washboard it's it's 100% washboard it never it never stops so and dusty yeah I mean we we had uh, rented a uh, GMC Yukon yeah um, Yeah. that we could fit all six of us in and easily it was jet black and we'd go driving (laughs) up around the park and it was chet brown almost white (laughs) dust white Uh, so yeah we had to spend a little time the last day you know getting it cleaned, cleaned up. up a little bit yeah, yeah. exactly nice uh-huh. so it's all good nice good yeah. deal good yeah it deal. was funny
0: that that first day jeff left left i was doing something i get a text and i look at it it's jeff i'm taking your advice or something about we got the no, offer i said, <laughs> I said yeah.
2: you'll be proud of me yeah
0: you'll be proud of me <laughs>
1: And, then, and when then, I, then we started then, hearing the numbers. It's then, like, holy oh, yeah, uh, crap! He's crap. like,
2: uh, yeah, Dwayne's like, I never got that kind of money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. gonna try now.
0: Heck yeah! I'm, I'm watching for. It. But on that subject, there was just a thing the other day. I guess uh, the people at the gate couldn't get anybody to do it, so they kind of the person, I guess, had the personality, sort of turned it into an auction. And was trying just kind of opening up for bids, trying to get people to take the take the gate. I think it got up to nineteen hundred or twenty one hundred dollars a ticket. Wow! To get off the plane. Wow! I mean, I thought when I did, I thought we did good at four fifty a ticket. I was tickled <laughs> to death, but Jeff's got me jealous now. I got to go fly somewhere just to try to see if I can <laughs> well, get off. Well, I think on. the deal
1: is you have to pay more for your ticket to start with, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good deal. Well, that sounds like. We might have to put that on our list of things yeah, to do. Absolutely. You know, we were talking about bourbon and drinking, and uh <laughs> so I did hear back from Jaybo and Jimbo. Yeah. Both of them have plans for the Gator Fry. One of them has got to go to a wedding. Uh, the other one's got. Oh, oh, I can't. The other one's got something with the daughter, and it just doesn't work out. So they said next year. So I'm holding them to it, buddy, because I offer them both lodging at the Mounds Hotel. Yeah. Gets no better. <laughs> Well,
0: I got some property up here. I was looking to get financed. If I only had a finance man here to help take care of that. Yeah, but. so
1: he didn't catch on to that <laughs> until the podcast. That, until came the podcast. Out. So, uh, but those, are, I tell you what, those are, if You guys want to listen? Uh, we advertise their podcast. It's two shots on the barrel. Uh, they're a couple of good guys from down in Kentucky. We known. They started their podcast about the same time we did. I'm not even sure how I first heard him. I think I was just typing in bourbon podcast, and it came up.
2: Yeah, we were getting ready to go. I know what it was. We were going to Bardstown. Yeah, we were looking you, for and stuff. And we were going to interview the guy at the Jailer's Inn, and you looked to see if he had done any other podcast. podcast. That's exactly podcast how that happened. Yeah, yep. that's and how that it's, happened. Uh, it's history after that. I mean, we've yep. just become, you know... Friends. Good yep. friends, and really enjoy their podcast and enjoy their company when we get down there and get to yeah, get it's to see it's them.
1: it's they're good guys it's they're like yeah. we are they're just in a different region so yeah, yeah, they're was, younger than we are so they got kids and, you know yeah, they got stuff they're it, doing Yeah, that's
2: so. it they're chasing they're chasing but, uh, kids around yet well yeah, one of
1: them's younger than we are the, uh, jimbo is <laughs> i think he's uh, he's close to our closer our age close and he wants to, yeah. to have met.
0: but yeah it was funny cuz we were at, when we were sitting at uh, Limestone, I was texting him about financing his property across the street, just messing with him, and after our podcast came out, I get a text, and I look at my phone, he goes, I just figured it out. I have to listen <laughs> to your podcast, <laughs> <laughs> who this is. Uh, it's all good.
1: It's yeah, all good. It's all good. All right, so I think we'll sign off here. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff.
2: Jeff Montag. Mike Gardner.
1: And Table 12... So just so everybody knows, Table 12 includes Mrs. Bourbon. Scotty's not here. He's out of town. He's up in Gopher Country.
0: The best half came, though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, Scotty's up in Minnesota uh, on business, so he'll be back. But uh, it's been a good night. So we'll see you all next time. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524. With all the guys, whether we're at the Rusty Nail Speakeasy Out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crosstheline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter. And cross the line, 15 slash 24 on Facebook. Hey, well, i just one more. Hey, give me one before you kick me out the door.